0: Quitting social media might have been the best decision I ever made in my career. In this episode, I want to share with you how social media distracted me from focusing on what actually I was supposed to be doing at the workplace as well as offer you some tips and steps that I've implemented to really help me better manage my social media and making sure that it doesn't affect my work and to also ensure that I can continue to grow my career. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Before we begin, I just want to quickly define what I mean by social media as we go along with this episode. So social media to me basically is like fast-paced content that is very dopamine driven and you feel like you need to keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. For example, TikTok, Instagram And to a certain extent, LinkedIn So if you're listening to the Corporate Survivor Podcast It tells me that you care about education And that's really the content I talk about On the Corporate Survivor Podcast Whether you're listening on Spotify Or watching on YouTube So subscribe and also sign up for my free Career newsletter where I send you exclusive content and more in-depth tips to help you grow your career at www.mayping.com. Okay, so let's get started and really talk about the impact of social media that I've noticed in my own career as well as the careers of all the private coaching clients I have as well as the students sign up for my career course, the Corporate Survivor. So as I look back in my career, I think there are three ways that social media was really affecting me negatively at the workplace. So the first one is really my focus and attention span. So think about the time that you are really busy or maybe you are faced with a difficult or challenging task or maybe you have to work with a stakeholder or a client or a colleague that you really dislike. And I've been there too. Now, we all know logically, it's actually better to just do the task or just you know get the work done or talk to that difficult person. But it feels like our brain just tells us that, hey, um, since it's a difficult situation, let's not do it. And let's just, you know, maybe just go on social media and like take a mental break. If you spend a lot of time social media, I think you know what I'm talking about in which there are a lot of like um, exciting content. That's why you keep scrolling, right? Like maybe you were intending to be online for 10 minutes and you end up spending an hour or maybe two hours. And it's like, when I go back to work, it feels different. It feels like, even more difficult to maybe focus on a very specific task. And, you know, let's be honest, at the workplace, as a nature of your job, right, it's not that everything is always going to be very easy. Sometimes it may, there may be very difficult tasks that you need to focus, you need to concentrate on. But I found that it was very difficult for me to focus. And it became particularly worse after I spent a lot of time on social media, whether it's that day or the day before. So, Definitely that affected me a lot and I think the third one is really the inability to slow down. I feel like everything needs to be really fast and I became really impatient because the thing is like, if you spend a lot of time on social media, there's just a lot of content and that's the, the whole FOMO factor. But at the workplace, it things are slower in general, things need some patience and I feel like At that time, like the more I spend time on social media, it feels like every day I expect something very exciting to happen at work. Now, over time, as I've reflected on it, I realized that these are not really the characteristics or qualities that would help me grow in my career. It's not something that really would help me make a successful career because that means that I'm always um, in a rush. I'm always hot-headed. I'm always looking for shortcuts, which is not good for the overall work quality or even my professional reputation as well. But that's just something that social media has trained me and maybe it has trained you as well. So if you can resonate or relate to any of these um, situations that I've just shared, um, and if you're watching on YouTube, definitely drop a comment and let me know. I love to see and rather hear from you how many people are actually struggling with this exact challenge that I have definitely struggled with as well. And I think that as compared to a few years back nowadays, it is really even worse. I feel like the attention span, if like, it's like we can't even watch a 15-second video. Even a 5-second video feels painful. So... I guess what I have gradually learned like over the years is that you know if I cannot even focus on a video that's 15 seconds, and maybe if you're listening to this podcast right now, and most of my podcast episodes are between 10 to 20 minutes, and if you can't even focus on what I'm saying, then how are you going to enjoy a career and really be happy and be satisfied and have an idea and to really plow through? in your career, maybe for the next 10, 20 or even 30 years. Lah. I mean, I guess at the minimum, you're talking about 10 to 15 years if you're listening to the podcast and you're a young professional. Now, let me share with you the three steps that I have taken that in a way helped me quit social media in a more sustainable way that didn't affect my career, but also allowed me to have a little bit of an enjoyment and you know not the fear of missing out. Now, the first step I've always applied is Personally, I don't believe in social media detox. Social media detox means that you just cut everything off and when was the last time you tried to go on a diet and to cut every of your favourite food out? I don't think that's sustainable at all and trust me, I've tried, it never worked. So the approach that I found a lot more helpful for me is quitting social media for majority of the day. So what I've done instead, like by reversing By reverse engineering this process, what I've done is to actually tag social media time to my breakfast, lunch or dinner time. So for example, I made it very clear to myself that fine, if I'm at the workplace, I'm there to work and not get distracted and make sure I don't get fired. So what I do is that in the morning when I'm having breakfast or I'm commuting to the office, whether I'm in a train, in a bus or potentially driving a car, that's when I enjoy social media. Then the next slot will be then lunchtime. So lunchtime usually is maybe an hour, maybe one and a half hours. So that's when I will scroll because I'm having lunch, and this is just something to relax and chill out. Then after that, maybe dinner time. I do use a little bit of social media as well, um, but just making sure that it's kind of tied to the times that I'm eating, so that I don't over chill and rather over um, obsess or be too addicted. Now, personally, for me at night, I don't really use a lot of social media. I think at night, it's actually a lot better to listen to podcasts or watch videos um, on YouTube. And that's kind of like my personal preference so I can calm down, chill down and get ready for the next day. So as I was saying, the first approach really is like bucketizing the slots for social media time and the... In my view, like what has really worked for me is really tying it to the eating time because like, you know, you're not going to be eating for like 20 hours, right? But you can be scrolling social media for 10, 20 hours a day. So tying it to the food time kind of like gives me that bit of boundary, which I feel helps a lot. And then quitting social media the, all the other hours. So I found this to be super-duper helpful for me. Then the second way where I manage social media is um, I only follow a few people that I want to learn from. So for example, maybe I'm looking to improve my career right now and maybe you, if you're listening to the podcast that you are as well, so I will follow one or two people or mentors that I feel that, hey, I think their approach makes sense. So for example, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you think that whatever Mei Ping says makes sense, the advice that I'm giving is very practical, it's strategic, and you feel like you want to try, personally, I would pick one or two, maybe even up to three experts to listen to and I commit to following their advice for the next 30 days. Because the thing I notice in myself is that sometimes, you know, I would scroll on social media and I'm always looking for like the best advice. And maybe you are as well. And think about it like, how many career experts do you follow? How many health experts do you follow? How many relationship experts do you follow? And if you're telling me that you're following hundreds, if not thousands of people, then tell me how are you going to be sure that which advice is best for you? And are you ending ending up just reading, reading, reading these advice but not actually implementing it? Or even worse, you might even get confused by all the different advice because guess what? Every expert has their own perspective, has their own approach. So, I found that for me, once I started following a lot of people, a lot of experts to be telling me or rather advising me or giving me perspective on what to do, the more confused I became. So I think there is a point where you started by looking for solutions and then it gradually transitions into, I am confused, right? So whenever you find yourself in that point, I think it's really helpful to pause and really look through all the people that you're following, all the accounts that you're following and making sure that those are truly the experts that you are willing to commit to applying their approach and to really, you know, take into heart their advice at least for the next 30 days so that you can see results for yourself. So as an outcome of this, um, this, I guess, perspective change or rather mindset change on my part, I actually went through all the accounts that I followed, all the people that I followed and I just unfollowed a bunch of people because um, I didn't feel that these were the people that would be helpful for me. In fact, the more tips I see or rather the, the more um, updates that I see from these people, I feel even more anxious, I feel even more nervous and I feel like I'm not doing anything right. So whenever I feel those negative feelings in myself, I will just go through that list again and just unfollow anybody that makes me feel bad. Now, there's of course a little um, a little caveat here in the sense of like, it doesn't mean that you know every time someone gives a different opinion that you potentially disagree with is a bad thing. It could just mean that you are maybe not mentally ready to listen to that advice. And maybe some of those, you know, you can give it a bit of time just to see what else the expert has to say. But I would say generally speaking, like 99% of the time, I would just unfollow because what's the point to make you, to make yourself feel bad, right? And the third way that I found super duper helpful to better manage this is really looking at certain pieces of content. And I actually personally don't consume that many tips or strategies that much in a day. So for example, as I said, if you are only following two to three experts, that means that you are not going to be bombarded by every single thing, by every single person. So that means that the content, the tips that I'm getting, the strategies, the lessons that I'm getting, are actually a lot more curated and a lot more specific than I will actually dedicate the time to apply what is being taught. And personally for me, I prefer longer form content because I do think sometimes on social media, what happens is that you get like, um, like, billboard, sort of like, um, pop hits, sort of content. So what I mean by that is, you get, everything looks really easy on social media. Oh, you just don't have to do anything. Magically, you know, you're going to become the top performer. Magically, you can earn six figures. I feel like that's not really realistic. And yes, I do want to hear about other people's success because I think it is very inspiring. But, Personally, I kind of prefer content from that's a bit more long form, so podcasts, you know, YouTube videos that's a little bit more curated, or maybe blog posts, um, newsletters I really like as well, because I feel like, yeah, we all like to see the successes and achievements, but I also want to get more depth, right? I think on social media, sometimes I think we all get confused, and I mean, I definitely get confused, is that I consume a lot, but... I feel like I'm not getting the meat of things. Does it make sense? Like, I feel like I still don't really know the context. I don't know what exactly I need to consider. I don't really know how it's actually going to work. But I've already read like 100 posts for the day, which makes me feel productive, but actually I'm not productive. And to be honest, it took me a very, very long time to like try to get out of it. And that's definitely one of the lessons that I've learned as well. So tell me, how do you feel about social media? Does social media make you feel good, inspired or does social media make you feel bad, anxious and stressed out? So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you drop in a comment. I love to hear from you and really hear about your experiences as to how do you find or whether whether do you find social media affecting your career in a positive sense or negative sense? Does it affect how you behave at work and your focus at work? Positive sense or negative sense? Definitely drop a comment and let me know. And also let me know out of the three steps that I've shared with you, which is the one that you're going to try first? Are you going to quit social media and only use it during specific Breakfast, lunch, and dinner time, or the second method in which you are going to only follow two to three expert accounts and unfollow the rest. And the third one is whether you are going to slowly transition. To from binge-worthy fast food sort of content and tips into something that's a bit more in-depth such as podcasts so let me know out of step one, two, three, which is the one that you're willing to try first then drop it in the comments um, let me know and again if you have not subscribed to my Career Confessions newsletter which is really the best place that you can get exclusive content special offers as well as regular coaching from me every single week make sure that you subscribe at www.maping.com aside from that I look forward to seeing you in next week's episode of the Corporate Survivor podcast and if you have not subscribed already, make sure that you do so. Till then, all the best in your career. See ya!